I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. It's been a pretty busy few weeks on in terms of car news. Um, we've been a bit slow on the uptake, to be honest. Various illnesses, cheeky bit of COVID. Um, it's so, been around, hasn't it? It is. Yeah, it's so, been around. We're a bit late to the party, but I couldn't let it slide this one um okay because uh you'll, you'll i'm sure you'll recall from a few weeks back it was the la car show it was and yeah. and there were two announcements that you know are gonna please me <laughs> um uh, one being the, the the cayman gt4 rs oh porsche yeah funny that and yeah. and the 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 Taycan GTS, yes. Well, we we're not going to miss that, are we? No. So no, I thought I thought we better cover at least those two. I've got a few other odds and sods vaguely related to it. So I thought, well, let's let's have at it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, two very uh, interesting vehicles. Yeah. What should we start with? Uh, let's uh, let's be traditional, shall we? Let's start with the Cayman. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's fine. Bit of. Internal combustion, lovely. Bit of, bit of internal combustion, then we'll move smoothly into the future. Yeah, well, why not? Um, yes. Yeah, I suppose then. So the GT4, uh, GT4 RS, RS being yeah. possibly the worst kept secret in recent times that it was coming, and there it is now. So, yeah, they didn't try and hide that, did they? No. Um, very cool looking thing. Uh, it is. Yeah, possibly it, the best looking Cayman. Thus far, uh, yeah, perhaps not in RS form. I'd say mm, I, I no, think it, it looks purposeful, but I think if you're going to go for a, a, a current Cayman, you'd probably go. Uh, I'd well, I'd go for GTS. I think. Okay, I think that's its current sweet spot. However, we'll 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 keep on the GT4. Mm, mm, you think mm. well, they've. They half nailed it, didn't they? That's going to sell oh. like hotcakes in well, in small numbers, but hotcakes. Yeah, uh, yes, hotcakes from just one small stand. But yes, yes. it's um, yeah. Uh, I imagine it will be quite popular. Yeah. Should um, we should we go through the headline stats? Take us through the stats. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. let's have some numbers. Yeah. Uh, so we're at almost five hundred horsepower. I think it was four four nine three. So mm-hmm. pretty. Pretty swift, plenty of yeah. power there, uh, and it's the it's still the four liter naturally aspirated flat six, nine thousand RPM redline. Just mm. that that's going to be making all the happy noises, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, one thing worth noting: PDK only. Ah, interesting. Well, now that will that will disappoint a certain group of people, won't it? I expect so. I mean, especially considering the uh, the GT4, you can get. I'm sure you can get a manual of the of the variant just down. Um, mm. But I suppose it's all. The argument will be it's faster accelerating and such like. But yeah, yeah. I, I suppose although something that's always been very much pitched as a driver's car. Um, I think people will will find that a little bit disappointing, perhaps. But it Possibly. is what it is. But yeah. I suppose it won't be like that massive bone of contention because it's not the nine eleven. It's not the nine eleven, so um, emotions are not running as high. No, no, no. everyone everyone's a little bit calmer. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more willing to accept some some differences with that. Yeah, if it's if it's the nine eleven, there's people are so precious about it. The Cayman. Yeah, not not so much. You can you can mess with that a bit, and they're not. Yeah, I think there's a bit of room for manoeuvre, and there's an yeah. argument to say that PDK is progress. And, but I mean, yeah, they're, they're they're even saying if you I've seen many many journalists saying the the PDK, regardless of which Porsche it's in at the moment, it if you pop it in auto and let the car deal with the shifts, it's you can't fault it, even if you're not right. fiddling with the paddles. 
the, right. the shifts well, fair of enough. The yeah. perfection, really. So it's a, fair enough. And it's, it's, it's a difficult one. The, if even the professionals are saying, actually, this is as good as it's it can be, um, then mm. yeah, maybe that's fair enough. That's it. Um, and in terms of the horsepower, we said it's nearly five hundred. So that's that's roughly eighty more than the standard GT4. Okay, so there is a reason to have it. Yeah, so there's a bit more oomph. Um, mm. They've they're they're saying it's stripped out and lightweight. I mean, uh, if you take the GT4 PDK equivalent, it's thirty five kilograms less. So it's not it's not huge. Yeah, there's not a lot in it, is there? No, no. Um, uh, one thing they said it was twenty three seconds faster than the GT four around the Nurburgring. So. Yeah, I mean Nurburgring stats are so. I mean, yeah, they're fun, aren't they? But they don't really mean anything. They don't. I mean, I suppose. I mean, it was always going to get put around there. A German car. It's all. It's always going around. Yeah. Oh, you'd expect that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's got the same similar swan neck rear wing um, that you see on the latest 911 GT3. Um, and you, mm. you could, I like that because it's got that uh, racing-derived heritage on it because it's very reminiscent of the, the swan neck rear wings on the 911 RSR, uh, the, uh, the, the GT Le Mans variant ones. So... I like that. Uh, you know your stuff, don't you? Yeah, I'm happy, you with, I'm happy with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the one that we'll have all seen, um, they've got a certain set of wheels on it, and they do look yes. quite cool. Uh, the... forged, forged magnesium. Yes, they do look very good. Yeah, uh, very good. They are an option. Um, okay. And they've been used on the car to promote it. Uh, they're, they're, uh, as options go, they're they half up there, price wise. Well, they've yeah. You wouldn't accuse Porsche of not knowing how to charge for options, would you? Uh, no. Uh, uh, so, if you if you decided that right, a, a GT4 RS is for me, and you've looked at the starting price and you think, yep, I'll accept that. Uh, for reference, the starting price is a hundred and eight. Thousand three hundred seventy. So quite a big number. It's quite a big number, and then you think, "Oh, I'd quite like some forged magnesium wheels, please." You're going to need another ten thousand five hundred twenty-one pounds. Ooh, well, that's a bit gouty. Yeah, as you could go and buy an original Cayman with the price of your wheels. You could, and some very nice wheels to go on it. Yes, you could. Deary me. That's 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 a bit steep for a set of wheels. You've really got to want them, haven't you? And I, to be honest, though, I bet people are going to put them on. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a drop in the ocean if you are generally in contention for buying one of these. If you can afford that much car, yeah, you're not going to be too far. Just about another 10k for the wheels, are you? Just no. going to add them on. Yeah, no. it's true. You're, you're it's just, true. You're just going to pop them on. And I suppose, though, I think it comes down to now going, well, that's, that's got to be the range complete in terms of Cayman. Um, well, I would have thought, what else can they do with it? That That's it. It's not, it, it doesn't have that same lineage as the 911. They don't have. No. They no, don't have the like hardcore turbo variants or anything like that, so I don't think we're going to get anything down that sort of line. No, so. I wouldn't have thought so. And people, as we said, are not going to get upset if a particular version is not in the lineup like they will be the 911. No. Um, so, people are but, not as precious about it. So I think, like you say, that's probably enough. Yeah, and I think, I think they've... I think the the... The Cayman range is, like you said, they're not. It doesn't exactly match a nine eleven range, but they've they've certainly done their best for it because you've got you got the standard, you got the T, the S, GTS, um, GT four, and then GT four RS. Now I think that's going to be it. Is it. Quite a lot of numbers and letters going on. Yeah, mm. it's the Cayman range. You you sort of forget how many Caymans there are, don't you? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I know I touched on it a little bit at the beginning there, but I, I genuinely think the the sweet spot is is the GTS. Right. Yeah. I think I think that's where that's where you need to be. Mm. And you think this one is a little bit too much. I I think for for day to day use. I, I think that's where I'm coming from. If I was going to buy a Cayman to use daily, Which, I would. Buy... You, you know, you'd have to. You, yeah. you couldn't. You couldn't. No, buy I'd that be... much money and not. <laughs> No, I'd no. be all in at that point. Um, You'd, yeah, you would. That's that. In fact, it's probably your only car. Um, you got to think that's that. You're, you're getting all of the nice bits without too many compromises on the GTS because you're getting the four liter engine. Yeah, uh, you can have a manual. It doesn't look utterly ridiculous. Mm. It's just I think I think it's the sweet spot. A manual GTS. Yeah, bit of that. That's... Yeah, it's it's a little bit calmer to look at, isn't it? Yeah. It it doesn't it's not as layery as the the four. And as you say, I think it would be easier to live with. And perhaps more in the spirit of what the Cayman was supposed to be. Um Yeah. yeah do you yeah. think the GT four do you think the GT four moves it more in the way of the nine eleven? No. No. Okay. No, I still think you still think it's a distinctly different thing. Yeah, I think I do think it's distinct enough to be different. Plus, it opens calling it the GT4 also suggests which class of racing they can go into with it as well. They can go into the GT4 racing, and that yes. that's also another avenue which is it's quite a cutthroat uh, sort of class of motorsport because it's. It's towards the lower end of GT racing, so it's perhaps not fully professional driving um, standards or anything like that. It's it's more your amateur drivers or your your well funded gentleman driver dragging mm, okay. around in the racing car that they've bought. Yes, so I think sense. I yeah. think that's a, I think that's a nice nice way of for these particular those those top end ones to to sort of stand on their own and not be compared too much with the 911. Yeah, I mean, you. yeah. I don't think people do, do they, particularly? Um, I think it is It is seen as something very different. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you're obviously going to get the people going, well, I can't afford a real Porsche. And like, right, okay, yeah, nice, well done. <laughs> there is there is some of that, yes. Yeah, right. that oh, will happen. How original. Yeah, well yes. done, you. Mm. But it's, I think, I think if you were keen on doing track things, then yeah, by all means, go GT4 or RS if you're feeling really brave. Yeah. But I think if you want, I think if you want something for the road and you might entertain the idea of a track day one day or very infrequently. Or now. GTS. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's my consumer advice there. That's very good. Yes. We're again we're going for a very particular section of the market there, but yes. Yeah, if you very want good, a, very if good you advice. Want, yes. Yeah, if you want a particular model, then that that's the one. Yeah, you go for it. You you yeah, well, that's that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, it's a I, I prefer the look of the GTS, I must admit. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cleaner it's a cleaner design. Oh definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Smart. I commend them enormously for making the RS. Hmm. I'm I'm pleased that's the thing. Yeah, the Cayman's it's an interesting car, isn't it? Really, because mm. you don't. It's it's not because it's not the 911. The 911 is so. Uh, it's become almost a. Well, it's such an icon, isn't it? It's almost it. It's become such unobtainium as well really for a lot of people and the cayman is you know a little bit you yeah. can get there you can get yeah there a bit more. yeah it's not it's not beyond the realms is it that mm, exactly uh, yeah. no got a bit of time for that yeah right well that's 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 the past dealt with 
that is the past. Um, yes, and so now, now we have what what Porsche are, are claiming is the future. <laughs> yes. yes, and I'm going to say it straight off. This is this is the one you want. <laughs> well, right. let's see. No, I'm, I'm, it's, it's fairly clear cut. Uh, so we've got the Taycan GTS. So it's it's bearing the same initials we've just been speaking about. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a bit of history, uh, it, I do believe it stands for Gran Turismo Sport, and it was first put on the 904 Carrera GTS in 1963. Very good. So that's that's where that came from, I think. Just you might want to fact check me slightly on that, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Liking uh, the history there. Very good. So it what it does is it pops into the Taycan range right where you'd expect it, actually. Uh, if you're following the... Um, the usual, particularly actually, if you're following the 911 uh, nomenclature, it's it sits. So you've got your base level, you've got your uh, your four four S GTS Turbo Turbo S. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, without without having any of these sort of GT threes or anything like that, that's basically your sort of 911 range. That's, that's your basic, your sort of your basic, yeah. uh, your basic 911. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're following the same sort of range naming and numbering, which is handy. So I mean, putting turbo on the back of an electric car is slightly questionable, but we'll it's a be, bit, be, that, be that as it may. It's a bit odd, but it, it determines its place in the range. I know why they've done it. It is a yeah. little bit peculiar. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it because you know instantly where it is. Well, so. it's history and tradition, isn't it? it, it if, if you know your Porsches, you know where you are in it. Yes, it doesn't have a turbo. That's impossible. But um, it does help you uh, place it in the range, I grant you. So you yes. know it's the fancy one. Yes. Um, it doesn't actually mean turbo anymore. It's just not a, at all. No. no, but we're we're happy enough. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, if if we look like we were mentioning the Cayman GTS, if we look at the 911 GTS as well, it's you kind of see it right in the middle of the range, and you think, well, what this is? This is this is not entry level. Mm. This is this has been jazzed up a bit. So what you're actually getting, you're going to get a bit more driving experience. I mean, not saying the lower ones are are bad or anything, but I'm just saying no, that you're going to you're going to get you're going to get an improved experience. That's something that. Taycan has been praised for actually is that it has retained the Porsche driving feel even though it doesn't have the internal combustion engine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 So that this the, having those three letters after its name are going to suggest that this is going to be a good driving car this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um perhaps the most important thing is that there is a GTS Sport Turismo I, I was hoping you'd bring that up because there is, yes, which, of course, is, in effect, the estate version. So that's it. Not, there's no silly – they're not doing it like the Cross Turismo, which is still in the range. So they've got the four and the turbo in Cross yeah. Turismo. Uh, so that's that. In, in inverted commas, off-road. It, it's got all the plastic. But it's not. Slightly, <laughs> slightly raised. But this, this GTS this has no. none of that. This is a proper. No, I'm looking at a picture of it now. It's, it's the, that's much cleaner. Yeah, it's, it's a proper that is, eight car. That is perfection. Mm. Absolute that's, perfection. That's the one you go and buy. Yeah, it is. Well, we so, would both buy it. If we were in the market, we would be drawn to the estate version, wouldn't we? I mean, both of us would would yeah. would do because the unlike the uh, Tesla Model S, which of course you can't talk about the Taycan without referencing a Tesla Model S, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is a hatchback. Uh, the saloon version of the Taycan is actually a booted saloon, isn't it? That's it's right. Not yeah. a hatch, that's whereas right. the estate uh, is so. Well, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's the one, isn't it? That's love. That is the one. Yes, yeah. I agree. That that is the one you'd have. It's a pity the launch color seems to be this hideous red, um, but um, 
We well, are, fortunately, you've got many, many colour choices, so you're fine. Many, many colours to choose from, yes. But yeah, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah, And just just for reference, you, if you're going to go and pick a Taycan, if you go in from the standard colour range and don't go wild with the custom colour, yes. you're going to want, well, I'm going to want the Mamba Green. Ah, Love. well, now you, yes, we've talked about that before, haven't we? Yes. Oh, this is this is a new green, this one. This is... Oh, it's that one. Yes, mm. okay, yes. The uh, the Cross Turismo was available in that colour. Yeah, that's... Um, it's a metallic. They have done, they have done some very interesting colours in the Taycan range. Mm. Yes. But yeah, that, that, that would be my choice, that particular green. Oh, very good. Yes, I can't fault you there, particularly. Yes. Very good. Um, My word, that's a good-looking car, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. It really is. And now electric. So let's let's get some stats here. What are we talking? Right. So uh, we are talking in terms of power uh, with the overboost enabled on it, um, which is a, a button to push somewhere. Uh, you're coming yes. out at almost 600 horsepower. Ooh, 0-62 in 3.7 seconds. So, not not oh, too shabby. Nice. Yeah. No. Um, range as we we like important, important. important. Um, anywhere, but depending on how you drive and what you're doing, uh, between course. 263 and 304 mile range. Is uh, that the WLTP quoted? I'm not entirely sure, actually. I'd imagine it is. In yeah, which case, I think knock. You can knock between thirty and fifty miles off that. In the yeah, real that, world. that seems fair, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah um, and so. that is a ninety-three point four kilowatt hour battery. Okay, uh, that's very specific. <laughs> yeah, that was. I pulled that off a fact sheet somewhere. <laughs> okay, that's a big battery. That's a fair that's old a chunk. big battery, which would suggest, given the range quoted, that that is very, very heavy. I would um, imagine so. Because Tesla are getting a lot more range out of a smaller battery in the Model mm. S. I suppose, mind you, though, they are probably a generation ahead in terms of battery, aren't they? They are uh, possibly uh, more than that. Yes, yeah. indeed, true. Yes. Uh, Yes, I mean, they probably are. Yeah, but not too shabby. You could work no? with that. You could work with that, like you say, if you knock off sort of. You said thirty to 50 thirty to miles. fifty miles again with all the criteria that you know all the. All so, the, if um, you said sort of in some ballpark of two hundred and fifty mile range, you you could you could work with that on a long journey. You could work with that. It's not it's not class leading, but you could you could work with that. Yeah. Anything I think anything over two hundred miles you can work with. Yeah, you can. Honest. And yeah. while while it isn't class leading like you say in terms of range, I think it's probably class leading in terms of driving experience. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think that's fair. swings and yeah. roundabouts. Um that is it's dual motor, one motor on the front axle and one on the rear. Okay. Yeah, uh, so four-wheel drive, presumably. Yeah, and that uh, starting price is £104,990. Cheaper than a Model S Plaid. Mm, yeah. yeah, and perhaps not the same performance statistics, but you do have an estate, and it looks bloody good. It does, mm. and it's a Porsche, so they'll have screwed it together properly. Although, I have read online that the tree failure rate on Taycan range is quite high. Oh, really? There's quite a lot of them going back. Yes, okay. I have read that on more than one UK electric car forum, uh, well, group, um, mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah, they, they are suffering quite a high number of battery pack failures that are having to go back for replacement. But, um, you know, that is not unique to Porsche. Um, no. And as you said, most manufacturers are working with a sort of tech generation behind where Tesla are. But that's where Tesla Excel is their battery and drivetrain. It's the rest of the car um, where Porsche will be miles ahead. Uh, so <laughs> I think moving forward, I think the, the saving grace for Porsche and the their electric tech is being in the same group as Rimac. 
Yeah, it's not going to hurt, is it? No. <laughs> That's not going to hurt. Um, Rimac really know what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Especially at this sort of performance end of things. If, yeah, if very much know. so. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is lovely. And those stats are pretty good. Yeah, pretty mm. good. Yeah, I'd be and range is so flexible anyway. It depends how you drive it, where you drive it, time of year, weather. You know, this how heavy your right foot is. I mean, you drive a petrol car like your hair's on fire. You're going to use more fuel than not. So, yeah. um, it's no, oh, it's yeah, it's going to be it's it's, it's the one you want. Yeah, it is mainly actually because it's in a, it's an estate. Yeah, and very fast estate car yeah with all the porsche dynamics i'm so glad they've done an estate car yeah they haven't got with an suv like everyone else i mean they will do one you know they will but i'm glad it's not the first port of call i I yeah i'm not because it is with so many of them yeah Um, i mean we've we've expressed our disappointment with jags being a bloody suv to start with yeah we're and, yeah. and they're, I mean, they're suffering enormously anyway. So that's they are. Uh, again, the failure rate on their tech is very high, um, and the charging options are so limited. I mean, to be fair, they are with the Taycan as well. If you want to charge it at its full rate, mm. um, but that is improving all the time. Yeah, um, I mean, there was that very, very disappointing fact. There that I told you about the other day that um, I can't remember if it was last month or the month before uh, that Polestar outsold Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, isn't it? I think. I mean, we know what Polestar is, and so do the car community. But yeah. perhaps the average user does not. They maybe don't. No, uh, they maybe don't because they don't make a lot of it. No, and you think you, your average man on the street would know what a Jaguar is. Yes. But they ain't buying them. <laughs> no, well, they make less and less sense because they they weren't groundbreaking when they came out and they haven't really developed it. Um, yeah, they've made the headlights look a bit different and you know twiddled around with the bumpers, but the tech inside it is exactly the same as it was when it launched. Um, and you got to think we've not in in terms of the. I know that they say they're going fully electric, well, but all is quiet in terms of their remaining range as well. We'd, well, it is, and they cancelled the XJ. They cancelled that. We have have heard nothing of late about any updates, changes to XE, XF, F types. Nothing. There's nothing. Nope. Nope. Nothing at all. And I think it's because they can't afford it. It's, it's, I don't think they've got the money to take anything else into production. I think that's why the XJ was cancelled. So um, close to being finished, though. Well, apparently it was. It was ready. Yeah, um, I... Some press had already even seen it. It was a, a fantastic thing, apparently. But no, right on the eve of it being launched. No, no we're not going to do that. It doesn't matter. I don't know why you'd spend millions developing the thing and then throw it away. Surely the bulk of your cost is done at that point. Although, you know, as Elon said, it's easy to build a prototype. Mass production is the tough bit. (laughs) So, and mind you, you you don't. They may well have seen the car, but for all they know, it could have been massively flawed. Something didn't work. Held together with duct tape, and you know, only went ten miles of range or something. Yeah, I mean, you don't know, do you? Um, Mm. The iPace has been. The iPace won so many awards, but I never quite understood why. Are you suggesting they may not have been honourable victories? Oh, I don't think we should go there. Um, <laughs> controversial. Oh God. Um, it you know EV of the year twenty twenty and things like that. But I'd like to see the criteria. A bit of a bloody that. stretch, that isn't it? Well, we look at the other EVs that were launched in twenty twenty. Um, just, you know, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the winner should have been something from Korea. We're honest. I think it probably should. 
Yes, yeah, I think it probably should. I, I didn't get that at all. Um, why, why it was so low. And, you know, it won all the bench tests in all the magazines, well, all the British ones anyway. Um, it's just, and you just think, are you sure? Have you actually driven it? That's, that's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? It doesn't make a lot of sense because it's a lot of money and the tech is. Brilliant. So it's, it is a lot of money. It's, yeah. it's the worst of all of the different worlds. For that money, you can do a lot better from mm. several manufacturers. As you've mentioned, the Koreans, which are very much at the forefront. Tesla, of course. The Audis, okay. they're not. Mm. They're getting better, but it's still the price point with those, isn't it? It's, it's the price point in the range. Um, yeah. They're too they're too heavy because they're making it out of steel rather than aluminium. Um, the Etron range they're too heavy to be able to get much range out of their big. But they've got ninety kilowatt hour batteries, but they struggle to do two hundred miles range, and it's because of the weight. Yeah. It's just too heavy to be efficient. Mm, it's not. Um, it's not. It's not ideal. But it's, again, they're in the same group as Porsche. Yes. So, they're all it going to get better at the same time, aren't they? They are, whereas Jaguar, on they their f- own, with what they can find down the back of the sofa... Um, it's not going to get it done, is it? And having cancelled their flagship product already, mm. um, yeah, you do wonder how this is going to get done, don't you? It's Well, it's not, is it? That's the thing. It's probably not, no, and that's the problem, isn't it? Are we going to... Are we going to find ourselves in 2030 and Jaguar have got one product that they can sell? If they're there at all. If they're there at all, yeah. Which is a sad sad state of affairs to be thinking like that. That would be very sad. I mean, Aston Martin are another one who've cancelled their electric project. Yes, they're doing classic conversions, um, but the... I forget what it was called now. I have actually seen it. Um, oh, the, it was the Rapid E or that's it, like that one. the Rapid yeah. E, yes. Um, which was a lovely looking thing. Um, mm. I saw it at Silverstone, um, but they cancelled it shortly after that. And you think, oh, this is not the way to go. Well, it, they've got some weird finances going on there, haven't they? Because they've got what's his chops, mad eyebrows, um, Lawrence Stroll. Yeah. Who's, um, well, a questionable individual at the best of times. Mm. Um, without, yeah. without digging ourselves too much of a hole. But yes. it's, uh, you got to think, in, in terms of their current range, going DBX, great. Why are Aston Martin making it? Pointless. Um, I know you like it, but you don't even say anything. Um, uh, the Vantage, uh, the latest variant, hasn't got brilliant press no it uh, hasn't they, it, the latest variant because uh aston martin uh are sharing roles in formula one with mercedes to supply safety cars and such like um mm. because because well aston martin are slightly in bed with mercedes anyway in terms of borrowing engines and things from AMG. Yes. yeah um they've made an f1 variant of advantage which everyone said oh that's what it should have been why have we had it for several years now was just something a bit lackluster yeah um the stylings always challenged me because the the outgoing vantage was brilliant i loved that it had so many different variants whether it was absolutely sort of base level v8 vantage or the ridiculous v12 ones yeah that was they were brilliant they looked cool. Yeah. Sounded they did. good. Yeah. Supposedly drove quite well as well. Mm. Um, by all yeah. Yeah. And you think, well, that's the F one edition is a that's a good looking thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't mind a bit of that. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not gushing about it, but it's certainly an improvement over the standard. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but, it's hard to know where they're gonna go, isn't it? Um, mm. but they've got to do something. The clock is running now, isn't it, on all these manufacturers? Um, yeah. Because they're not going to be able, by law, they're not going to be able to sell cars like that in nine years' time. No, they're going to have to do something. It's not very long. <laughs> no. 
and you think, well, and I think the only thing they can do is partner up with other people. Um, yeah, I suppose that's why they've they've already started with Mercedes, haven't they? So they've not they've not really spent a huge amount of money on developing their own drivetrains now. No, because they're going to buy them in. Um, so, I mean, in terms of partnering up, the Mercedes electric stuff, not too bad. The trouble is no. they seem to package it in hideous vehicles. That is the problem. The new um, S-Class, or whatever they're calling it, at the EQS, because mm. it's always EQ, isn't it, on the Mercedes right. range. Um, very impressive tech, but my word, it's a weird-looking thing. <laughs> Yeah, they are challenging looks. Yes. That's very strange, yeah. Uh, mm. The EQ, is it the EQC, um, the big SUV, really yeah. big SUV? That's not so bad, but it's a huge SUV. Mm. Um, the thing I give Mercedes credit for, and we've touched on this before, um, is the the deal they've done where if you buy an electric Mercedes, you are instantly a member of all the charging networks right across Europe. I'd say, isn't um, it? The, uh, oh, uh, Mercedes Me, wasn't it? Mercedes Me, that's right. And you can just wave your card that they give you at any charging station uh, that is compatible with your car. Um, and it'll just take care of the payment and the membership and all of that is all done by Mercedes in the background. That's very good. Yes. That will that is good enough to make people consider their cars, I think. That is um, that's that's on a sort of par with the these of Tesla, isn't it? Absolutely it is. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um indeed, and the supercharger network is a big reason why a lot of people buy a Tesla. Uh and I think that deal will be a big reason why a lot of people will go for the Mercedes because you can't at the moment you can't buy an electric car without thinking about charging. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, more so, I think, perhaps where we live as well. It's dreadful. Yeah, for... It is dreadful. Um, yeah, I mean, we're perhaps... Something that was pointed out to me when I bought my Tesla was that actually... Because that was my first point was, oh, well, I'm not sure this is really going to work because there's no charging anywhere near where I live. If you've got a car that does 200, 300 miles range, why do you care that there's no charging where you live? You'll charge it at home. That's it. As long as you've got <laughs> a half-decent charger at home because your yeah. deals is 7 kilowatt at home? 7 so? kilowatts, which is pretty standard, yeah. Which right. is which is fine if you... if. If you plug in when you get home and then when you get up in the morning, you're this fair game then. Oh, no bother. Yeah, absolutely. You'll easily do that overnight. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that gave it a range of about five to seven miles of range for every hour it's plugged in. Um, okay. So, yes, that's really, really slow. But whose car isn't parked all night? <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> That's it. I mean, the the only thing you're ever likely to do is nip to a shop an evening, perhaps, and that's about it, isn't yes. it? Yeah. and that's about it. That's fine. And as long as there's decent charging options for your car on the motorways, um, and it'll do two, three hundred miles range, that's fine. Um, but oh, that's the one issue with coming back to the Taycan. It's 800 volt charging. Um, we haven't really got any yet. I mean, we've got a few. Yeah, um, there's the Ionity network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the Ionity network, which is very reliable, but we don't have that many yet, and it's also the most expensive network. Mm. Um, I think at one point they were like seventy p a kilowatt, or something like that. I mean, really, really expensive electricity. They, they properly ramped that up, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they really did. They were criticised, but I think they have since brought it down. I don't think it was that price for long. I think yeah. they were. It, it was pointed out to them that <laughs> I don't think that, that's going to work. <laughs> People actually not... have quite a good idea of what what electricity costs. Mm. <laughs> Unlike petrol and diesel, where it's all tax, at least it is in this country. People have a very good idea of what price per kilowatt is. They're not yeah. going to be taken for a ride like that. No, no, they'll go somewhere else. Um, there is just about enough choice if you're willing to sacrifice a bit of speed of charging. That's what you do with the Taycan at the moment. You will have to accept that you're not going to get the charging speed numbers that the car is capable of because we simply don't have the network for it. No, um, you're probably, I mean, the most 
so I'm thinking the most sort of common charger that you're going to be plugging it into on a journey is probably something like a 75 kilowatt, something like that. Uh, yeah, 50 or 75 at the moment. Yeah, yeah. either the old rapid um, rate, which would be 50, 75. There's quite a few 110s getting around now. Generally, you're going to be about that sort of amount. Yeah. yeah. So way, way less than the car is capable of, but you know that's just how it is <laughs> at the moment yeah um but what you are buying is probably the best electric driver's car currently on the market yeah i would go with that i think i think so the most yeah. rewarding drive if you're if you want the absolute best range you're going to buy the tesla yeah if you want out and out practicality and solid build you're probably going to buy something korean if you want driving dynamics and you're not so worried about range or speed of charge you're going to go for the porsche that's it i mean that's not too shabby is it if you if you took the taycan for instance and said right well where we are in the world and said well i need to drive to london assuming you left home with a full charge that's gonna that's one stop that's your lot Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, anything over 200 miles, I think at the moment is a, is a workable, workable amount. And as long as there's some decent rapid charges on your way that are going to be reliable and, you know, are a reasonable speed. Yeah, you can make it work. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of desirability as well, it's, it's right up there for me. I, yeah, I just think it's it's tantalizingly good in terms of visuals, and mm. everyone's rating the way it drives. The interior is nothing but Porsche. It just you, it looks like yeah. a space age nine eleven interior. It does, doesn't it? It's they've they've taken they've updated the nine eleven interior. Uh, I thought that, yeah. I'm. They've fallen down the trap of. I say fallen down the trap. I don't know that it is a trap, but they've gone the direction of multiple small screens rather than one big one. Um, and it's about half and half at the moment in the sort of EV world. Um, half the manufacturers are following the sort of minimalist uh, Tesla style of everything being on the huge screen in the middle of the dashboard and yeah. that's it um or the other way uh jaguar porsche um of two or three separate screens and some mechanical buttons yeah and, it's nice that i think I, a bit of tactile doesn't hurt i don't think well i think it's more than doesn't hurt i think it's safer i mean having yeah. driven a model s for four years not having any mechanical buttons at all, except the one that opens the glove box. Um, and you don't need that day to day. Um, no. You, it isn't, it, you, your attention is drawn away from the road for longer than if you had a mechanical button. Yeah, you that's can't, it. You can't feel your way to a button. No, no. You have you... to look at it. You have to look at it. You've got no choice. Um, yeah, otherwise, you're just jabbing away at nothing, aren't you? Yeah, or worse, you're telling it to do the wrong thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it some mechanical buttons for the right functions, uh, I think are a good thing. Um, putting everything in the software, and I know why they do it as a software developer, I understand why they do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, as a driver, um, you do want the most frequent things to be able to be operated without looking at it. Now, they all say, Well, you've got voice control. Mm, yeah that doesn't really work oh, <laughs> it doesn't for me anyway it doesn't i mean we say that we have um i, I can't say a name because there's one in this room you'll the, kick off yes yeah. <laughs> and the, the amazon lady works flawlessly indoors time honest mm, every time exactly honest. what you want yeah imagine my, that in the car my well i've had it my tesla never understood me <laughs> ever in four years it never understood me I never ever got it to play the music I wanted or you know bring up the feature that I wanted. It never ever understood me. And I don't think I've got a particularly strong accent one way or another, but I think it was 
it, it was just tuned to the American accent, and that's it. Um, yeah, I just didn't, not, didn't understand anything else. It's not brilliant, is it? No. No. no that's... I don't like voice control. I don't have Siri enabled on any of my Apple devices. I don't like voice control. I just don't. Um, no, I don't I mean, like talking to devices. I want to push a button. So I think the mix that they've gone for there, and I don't know which controls in the Taycan are mechanical and which are software, but some mechanical buttons for the most frequently used features, I think, are are a good idea. And I don't think it's a backward step. Not um, at all. No, I think I think it went. I'm hoping that everyone's realised it. Perhaps went somewhat too far. In the way of well, touchscreens, well, Tesla are resolutely not going back to mechanical buttons. I mean, they can't really now because they've obviously already designed the cars, and there's nowhere for any of the buttons to go. And Elon says you don't you don't need them because you can you know you've got voice control, but it, it probably understands him. <laughs> it doesn't understand yeah. me. <laughs> no, it's it's like you say it's 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 hard enough when you're sat on your own sofa. Yelling at her to turn it down or turn something yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you're trying to actually concentrate on the task of driving, you don't want to be having an argument with an inanimate object. You don't. I th- I think. I think certainly stuff that controls heating and air conditioning should be mechanical buttons. Yeah. Um, so volume controls, things like that. Things like that. Things that you are going to want to operate. Whilst you're whilst the vehicle is in motion, I think that, needs to be mechanical. No, like you say, yeah, you're heating, cooling, demisting, make the noise stop, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And of course, with, I mean, I found it with the Model S. Whether it is the case for other electric cars or not, I don't know. It did have a tendency to steam up the windows more than any other car I've ever had. At the drop of a hat. Now, I don't know if this is because electric cars use different air conditioning systems. They're obviously not they're not belt driven like in most cars because there is no belt to drive them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a completely different thing, and a lot of them now are using heat scavenging systems and things like that. And they they don't um, it it would clear it quickly, but it it would steam up at the drop of a hat. I mean, within seconds, you can have no visibility. Is that in any particular uh, sort of weather conditions, or just? Yeah, it tended to be in in colder, rainier conditions where there's a lot more moisture around. But and I'm not. I've heard other people say this about their electric cars, not just Teslas, that they they can steam up really, really quickly. Um, I wonder if it's anything to do with the fact that in your in your normal car, you've obviously got quite a lot of residual heat from the front end yes yeah um but uh, it's blowing electric, through all the time yeah, yeah. but on your electric yeah. you do not so that some mm. of that would naturally seep seep up towards the cabin and maybe that's screen. it there there is no heat being generated by anything any mm. heat that you that you get you it has had to make um that's right yeah on its own there is no heat coming from just using it so mm. yeah maybe that's it as I say, certainly in the Model S, it would clear quickly, um, but you had to find the button to do that in the software. Yeah, which, like you say, if it did it that quickly, yes, you, yeah, you're going to run into problems. So if you're driving along, within seconds you've lost all visibility, and then you've got to find the button on the screen to, to clear oh, it. Oh dear, mm, yeah, that's yeah. As I say, I'm not. I, I, but yeah. Mm, issues mm. there so um but again things like that will get sorted out in time um yeah we forget how new all this tech still is yeah i think i think we've had our toe long enough in the water for enough to go actually you know what a button is pretty good <laughs> yeah and some mm. manufacturers are, are doing that and some aren't but I applaud Porsche for for doing that, and I think that's a brilliant looking thing. Like you say, certainly the Sport Turismo version is the one you'd want. Yep, that is absolutely stunning. Not in that horrible red, but it is absolutely. <laughs> there's a very deep dark blue that they do it in that I like as well. 
Oh, there is. It's um, I think the one you're thinking of is oh God, I can't remember the name of it offhand. It's oh Gentian, something like that. I want to say, I'm not sure, I'm but not I know sure. the one you mean. But yeah, yeah. good, good color, metallic, yeah. very nice. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely stunning. It is a really good looking car. It, yeah. it does. It looks like it's from the future. Mm. It it really does have a have a look. If I was going out with a slug of money to buy a car like that, it would be a very tough battle for me between that and a Model S. Don't know which would win at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but the fact that you can get that effectively in a state form, although they're not calling it that, uh, yeah, that might, yeah, that might I, just, that might, I do know quite a few people on the Tesla owners group who have moved from a Model S to a Taycan. So interesting. It is, Porsche are taking customers from Tesla. I suppose, though, if you're in that price bracket and you think, well, I'm getting quite a driver's car, and like we said, the build quality is going to be a bit better. Build quality is going to be a bit better, but you just got to make that 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 range and charging sacrifice. That's the only thing. That's the thing at the moment. Yeah, um, at the moment, Porsche's battery tech will improve, and the charging networks are improving as mm. we speak. Um, so that that will get better. Tesla Excel with battery motors and software. Um, yeah. Porsche excel everywhere else. <laughs> so yeah. it really depends um what your priorities are, doesn't it? This is true. So well yeah. there we go then. So summary wise on that then, if we're gonna buy an internal combustion Porsche, we're gonna buy a Cayman GTS. But if it's electric, we're gonna have a Taycan GTS uh, Sport Turismo. Or Turismo, definitely so, not not the saloon. Definitely. No, so, yeah. GTS all round, regardless of what you're buying. Fine conclusion there. Good consumer advice. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Mm. I, yep. You watch it. Everyone's going to be dashing out now off the back of that. Oh, I expect we'll get a call from Porsche tomorrow offering us some commission on that. Oh, God. It's got to come soon. I've done nothing but plug them. You have been working hard on that. They really should be doing something for you by now. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>